Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Can I do that again? Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five... But, but five, five sketch, sketch ideas. That was yeah. good, Andy. Thanks. Which reminds me, Andy, when's the last time you did something nice for your face? You know what? I actually uh, did something really nice for my face really recently, which was that I got rid of my beard, right? Mm-hmm. I shaved it all off. Oh, yeah. And uh, the reason I did this was because I'd wanted to for some time. Absolutely. But I didn't just have the motive mm-hmm. or the opportunity. I also had the means because I had myself a pack of means. Harry's razors. Oh, Yes. Are they good? Um, geez, I don't know, Al. Uh, do you consider excellent to be good? That is the only thing I consider to be good. That's right. Your standards are so high that even meeting them isn't enough. No. <laughs> and uh, uh, look, it was actually look. I got a lot to say about this because it was, and I'm not, I'm not shitting you, Alistair. Here. Okay. Well, don't. It was the best shave I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. I'm not actually fucking around it. And anyway. and that's what's interesting here is because I've known you as a guy who's had a lot of great shaves. Yes. <laughs> a lot of great shaves, a lot of close shaves, a lot of bad shaves, mm. right? I've had the spectrum. Yeah. And anyway, suffice to say, this was a cut above. Dare I say, a shave above, above the rest. The rest. The rest. But, uh, you know, I've got more information about that later on. If you don't want to know the rest of it, if you just want to buy now, just go to uh, harrys.com forward slash think tank and you'll be fine. If you don't need to hear any more about this. If you don't want to know anything else. They're selling razors. You're saying, you know, spoiler alert, I don't want to know any more. I'd rather just go and buy the razor and have the experience for myself. I know what you pop culture people are like. If just knowing that there's a company that will deliver high quality razor blades to your house is enough information Mm -hmm. to you, then just go to harrys.com. Forward slash think tank. Hey, is it harrys.com? Harrys.com. Great. Forward, forward slash think tank. Oh, man. I'm glad you're included in this, Alistair. Yeah. <clears throat> Andy, I was starting to think that yes. maybe it would be good. Look, this is a secret one of mine is I would love if people knew the podcast, to in the think tank, because the, the, you know, the, uh, the initials are T-I-T-T-T. Yes. I would love it if people knew it as long tit. If I could occasionally refer to it as long as long tit, mm. you know, much like people refer to curb your enthusiasm as curb. Yes, <laughs> you know, uh, if people knew, um, it would be great to in in conversation, right, with mm-hmm. a group of people, for you to be able to drop in long tit, yeah, as just like a 
uh, just an expression, right? Yeah. And, you know, the people who know what you're talking about will know what you're talking about. Absolutely. And everyone else, they'll be none the wiser. They'll think you're just thinking about pendulous breasts. Yes, absolutely. Which is a thing that you talk about all the time anyway. Oh. But now, <laughs> now, Alistair, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be like dog whistling. You'll be talking on two levels. And the people in the know, well, they'll know. Absolutely. And look, and, and I have another want, and, I, and, and yes. this want is not okay. This one is not Whoa. okay. Okay, right? Alistair. But I want people. I want the people who listen to the podcast known to be known as long titties. <laughs> <laughs> every every group, every every podcast with a following has a. Uh, <laughs> has a, has a, has a has a, a friendly nickname mm. for their for their audience, but very often. Those are in some way uh, things that people can be proud to associate with themselves. Not so long titties. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, look. Um, I guess I could, we could we could be opening the podcast sort of like Mark Maron opens up his, but we can go, hey, long titters, long tuckians, long, you know, titwits, titnadians, titwits, titrecoys. Yeah, no, that that sounds titgolians, unpleasant. But hey. That was great. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, um, I uh, I have a want, which is that uh, people review the podcast on iTunes. But we're not doing the podcast. We're just talking about what we want for the podcast. But really what we want for the podcast is just to do the podcast. Yeah, that's true. I am now happy right now. You've got all your wants off your chest. I've got all you my got wants. You've got your long tits off your chest and you feel good. <laughs> um, Andy, what about this? Okay, this is, yes. I mean, look, I technically thought... I thought of this idea while you were fiddling with the with the knobs to, to so so it's not this is kind of this is, is coming from off pod yep. but it's coming from in pod studio sure um, people who want to like not eat as much yes right maybe even all of us right I think reducing the amount that you eat is one of the only ways in which longevity has been shown can can be Im- uh, improved. Up to a point, Alistair? Up to a point, yes, of course. It's not infinite longevity that can No, but also from... the reduction of what you eat is only up to a point. You know, you reduce it beyond a certain point and you start to have uh, negative effects on your longevity. This, anyway. Are these Weight Watchers points? They're Weight Watchers points. Yeah, so you bring, you, you bring it down up to a point. Mm-hmm. Assuming if you're bringing it up to a point, you're eating less than a point. You're talking about increasing... Um, all right. Here's my thought. Yes. Right. The the only time that I really don't eat a lot is when I feel busy. Okay. You know, because like like as I'm busy, you know, I feel like I'm busy, and so mm-hmm. I just I, I didn't think about eating. So it's just a pill that makes you feel busy. A busy pill. Well, it doesn't the, the pill doesn't have to be busy itself. It's no, that's what I'm calling it. Alistair. It's the busy. It's the it's the busy buzz. It gives you that busy buzz. Oh, that's good. And you're no longer hungry. Oh. You see, people say, what do they say? They say, busy as a bee. Yeah. What do you notice about bees? Thin. <laughs> I was going to say lightweight. But, you know. Great bodies, good <laughs> curves. They got that tiny waist. They got that big backside. Well, really, they're sort of a pill shape in themselves. They kind of have they? a long ass. They got a long ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got that long ass that people have been craving. Yeah, people love a long tit. And they love... Yeah. People love a long tit. They want to love a long ass. The great thing about a long ass yeah. is that sitting down would be much quicker. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, you don't have as far to go. Mm. But you'd need one of those holes like you would have in a massage chair so that your sting could get through. 
You don't want to crush your sting. They've, they've clearly attached all of their really important organs to that sting. Mm -hmm. We're talking bees here. Yes. <laughs> Not people's asses. Um, um, okay. Also, so strong thorax. People often, I would say most people that I've ever met have a weak thorax. Mm -hmm. Sort of... Um, in the sort of in the sort of endoskeleton kind of way. Yeah, you want to emphasize that thorax, right? Mm. Like you, I think I think we humans don't really have the thorax. Could you get a thorax implant? The thorax is the is the join between the abdomen and the is it chest. Which one's the thorax? I I thought that the look. To be honest, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the thorax here. Yep. Um, although it does sound like a book by. Um, uh, Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus. Is there a thing called the thorax? There's in the lorax. Yeah, great. And also in Pokemon, there's the Snorlax. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I think I always thought the thorax was essentially Snorlax kind of... sounds like a drug that uh, helps you sleep and also shit yourself. Really? <laughs> yeah. Snorlax. Oh, the, la the laxative. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's... <laughs> so that you don't have to feel the embarrassment of shitting yourself while you're awake. <laughs> Because that's so embarrassing. But if you want to shit yourself, mm -hmm. the best time to do it is in bed. Well, I think, you know, people say that the best way to die is peacefully in your sleep, mm. right? And dying is a thing that a lot of people don't want to do. Another thing that a lot of people don't want to do is shit themselves, Yeah. right? So if only you could do all the things that you don't want to do peacefully in your sleep. Right. Shit yourself peacefully in your sleep. Um, Break up with somebody peacefully, peacefully in, your, in sleep. your sleep. Declare bankruptcy. Peacefully in your sleep. Get in trouble peacefully in your sleep. There you go. It's it's something. It's like it's a pill. Be or, arrested. Or it's like a, a crime, maybe okay. It's a it's an in ear fixture that wow. listens. It's got a mic that's on all the time. I know we got a pro people got problems with that, but that you're gonna need this for this to work. It's gonna be worthwhile. Right? And then on the inside, it's got a little wire that goes into your brain, right? And it listens for when somebody gets angry with you. Right, yes. and then it zaps it into sleep mode when somebody starts <laughs> yelling at you, like that, and you you fall asleep. So that while you're getting yelled at, it's it's called it's the, yeah. Well, this is not the. Is it, I think this is fantastic. Isn't this also what happens to certain types of like rodents? Like there's isn't there like the dormouse or something like that when it gets a shock, mm. it just instantly falls asleep and goes into this dormant mode. There's those sheep. There's those sheep ones that that when you spook them, they go stiff and fall down. You know, um, you know those ones? You open up an umbrella near them. And you open up an umbrella and they they go stiff and they fall down. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Okay. Well, okay. So okay, we got we got to got to go go got to go back here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. So this is the uh, the sleep defense. Yeah. Right. And it could be good for all sorts of things. I think. I think. I think. You know. Even if you. you, you it, it senses something bad could happen to you, like like either you're going to do something bad or something bad is going to happen to you, like somebody's going to break up with you or something like that. Yeah. Right? Puts you to sleep. And either, A, mm -hmm. they won't break up with you because you're asleep, right? And you can't break up with somebody while they're asleep. That's the rules. Do they say that, though? Yeah, those okay, are the rules. Okay, great. Well, as long as so they say it. They say it. Yeah. Or they'll, you know, they won't, uh, they won't, uh, they'll break up with you mm. while you're asleep yeah. because you you know it's peacefully in your sleep. You won't you won't feel any pain. Yeah, I think that's I think that's nice. I like that aspect of it. Um, I mean, I guess the I guess the possibility that people will um, 
you know, we'll, we'll stop the breakup and, and postpone it till next time. But I guess if they end up in that situation where every time they keep trying to break up with you, you fall asleep mm. and things like that, at some point they'll just leave. And so then you won't get some of that shock horror of, uh, you know, of, of reliving the moment where they break up with you in your head and having, and seeing them drive away and things like that. I think you'll just remember the feeling of them broaching the right. subject <laughs> yes. and then you'll I become unconscious. And then and I you, woke up. Yeah, and you woke up and they were gone and then you kind of piece it together. And it makes your life a bit more mysterious mm. as well. You're like, I it's if- like, you know, it's almost like when you, uh, you wake up in a bath full of ice, somebody's taken your kidneys. Mm. All right? Sure, you've lost your kidneys, but you've gained a little mystery. Yeah, that's right. And that can really keep you busy. And busyness is a good thing because you lose weight. You lose weight while you, you're busy. Now... Back to the busy thing. Yeah. I think a pill that makes you feel busy mm. is is just fantastic, and I like. I, I think as a weight loss thing, that's that's good. Yeah. But I wonder if like it could have other applications. I mean, firstly, with people um, uh, having their jobs replaced by machines, right? Uh, obviously, people will have uh, less things to do, and they will feel less busy. Yeah. And that void in people's lives could be the sort of uh, could allow ex- existential angst to come Absolutely. in, uncertainty and ennui. Yeah, you know what it's like when you got uh, you got a void, and somebody comes along and fills it with ennui. Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to avoid that uh, that void. Avoid that void. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, busyness, the pill will fill will fill that uh, that void. I guess one of the side effects will probably be, and uh, like, and I guess they could have discovered this. Uh, some, you know, some. Are some... we are we inventing speed? Is this basically speed? I mean, I guess, I guess people who have, I mean, look, that, that is something that we, they could probably sell at sex shops as an alternative to our mm. pill, you know, that they go, why spend $40 on this busyness pill when you could just spend, you know, however much speed costs. On here. this speed. On this speed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm convinced. So I think, I think, you know, maybe they were trying to discover something else. Uh, and then, first of all, one of the things that just, they, they 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 found this pill that keeps your hands moving at all times like this. It's kind of like a sort of like an elongated jitter, you know, like that. Because the problem with not being busy is idle hands. Well, mm. what if something keeps your hands constantly Parkinson's moving? Parkinson's disease. <laughs> yes, but but synthetic Parkinson's. I mean, yeah. real Parkinson's is a you know is well, obviously it's a curse. Yeah. It's a it's a that's it's right. a lifelong debilitating thing. But you know, if you could have it by choice. It's a curse done by your own body. Mm. Like your body is both a wizard and a person with Parkinson's. Yeah, your body is both a wizard and a person who has offended that wizard and that you've cursed That's yourself right. to be forever in motion. I've absolutely offended my wizard. <laughs> I guess that's another way. Of just Anyway, forget it. We're going, I'm going to too many ideas. No, I'll, but just the me. idea of referring... That, that, that it's just another life philosophy where mm. you talk about where disease actually comes from. Oh, you've offended your you've wizard. Offended, you've offended your wizard. <laughs> yeah, it's the feng, feng shui, feng shui mm. whatever it is, is about pleasing a dragon that's trying to make its way through your house. Yeah. Uh, you know, personal health is all about uh, doing the right thing by your wizard. By your wizard. Your body is a, it's not just a temple, but that temple is, 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 is the home of a wizard. Mm. And he's got very particular wants and needs, and, um, and, and, and he's and this, grumpy. This wizard, in some way, represents your your higher self or your desires. It's a, if you will, a wizard of id. I like that, Andy. Somebody should uh, draw that. Yeah, they should. Um, okay, 
Wizard of Id, in case you don't know, is a, a terrible cartoon strip. It's possibly the worst cartoon strip. Andy, do we judge art on this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we just did. That's right. That's right. But I did just make you say that Wizard of Id is art. I judged it to not be art. All right. Yeah, which means that we no longer judge it. Alistair, yeah. I've got a couple of ideas here. Okay. Right? Spoilers for other things, right? So sure. spoiler alert, right? People are always worried about knowing about the end of a film. Yeah. No one ever complains about knowing what dessert is. That's true. Right? Or uh, another thing. Yeah. And I guess, I guess we could get people to complain about... Um, about what dessert is mm. by making them feel like they won't be able to enjoy dinner if they know what... Yes. You know, because I think knowing the spoiler to a film doesn't necessarily ruin it. I personally prefer it. You see, yeah. And I I am not that bothered by it. I mean, I, I understand that moment of being surprised by something can be exciting, mm. but at the same time, not being surprised is my... General state, your state and of being, and uh, and and I'm not going to say that's bad because I'd be offend, I'd be offending my wizard. <laughs> <laughs> but is there anything in that? So you go along to uh, yep. somebody. So you, say you're at a at a restaurant. Somebody's already got their dessert. They have a bite. They say, "Oh, this is delicious," and you're uh, you're bothered by that. Well, you're just on your first course. Yeah, I haven't eaten yet. Oh, Don't sh- tell sh- me. Sh- Don't tell me anything. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm bored by this idea, so I guess that's not a good sign. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, look, we currently wait. We currently do have two sort of pill-based mm. um, things. Uh, I mean, look, a spoiler-based thing. You know, we've we've got space for it. It would be a variation. Can I try something else? I'll okay. There's another idea. I've, there's a new approach that I'm having is where I'm writing down ideas right. as I have them rather than interrupting you and saying them. But you'll note that I've also been interrupting you and saying them, so I don't know how well it's working. Anyway, we had a, we had a sketch on the 100-episode sketch podcast where uh, it was about rating everything by fuckability, yeah. right? Everything in the universe. In the universe. And, uh, you know, I'm a bit uncomfortable about that sketch, whatever. Are you? But, uh, yeah, but, but you know that expression you say that somebody would fuck anything that moves? Yeah. Right? I just think that that's a odd on the basis of surely, like, that implies they would fuck anything that moves, but they won't fuck things that are stationary, right? But surely there are some things that are stationary that are more... You are more likely to fuck yeah. than things that are moving. Sure, like sort of right. seaweed in the ocean. Is is a? Were you saying that's a moving thing or yeah, a stationary a thing? Moving. That's thing. A, okay. Great. That's a thing that's moving, right? Whereas, like, just I don't know, like a hole in a couch, right? Is not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 surely vastly more likely. Yeah. Just in terms of proximity. Proximity. Um, and desirability. Desirability. Softness. Yeah. Which, you know. Well, you know, I mean, obviously seaweed can be very soft. Seaweed can be soft. I wasn't trying to suggest you know, that seaweed and, isn't soft. And uh, seaweed, you know, uh, we're not just talking about men having sex with things as well. So maybe seaweed <laughs> could could just have that kind of... 
I mean, I'm so, and I apologize to anybody no, who might be listening. No, Alistair, do you that, want me to say it? Well, it just kind of might lightly tickle uh, and brush against an area, maybe in a way that is probably more desirable than... than, than a lot of other stuff. A lot, lot of other stuff. So, you know, I guess, look, what I was saying, Andy, is that at, at that point, your, your, your analysis of that idea was very heteronormative. Sure. <laughs> and I don't throw that accusation around lightly. <laughs> All right. So... Just, is it? Uh, yeah. Of course, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm. Uh, you, you you try and stay if you see you try and stay stationary because they can't see you if you move. He'll <laughs> <laughs> fuck anything that moves. He'll fuck anything that moves. Yeah. Oh, look, uh, this is very uncomfortable territory, perhaps. So uh, look, I mean, I'm not uncomfortable. No. Um, All right. But but where's what's the so now what is we're exploring is the idea of some, them saying somebody will fuck anything that moves. I think the, my problem initially with some of your logic was that uh, I don't necessarily think that it means that he won't fuck something that doesn't move. Right. Sure. But the fact that you're specifying he will fuck anything that moves that is, definitely makes it, 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 it seem more like m- more tempting to him the fact n- that it moves. It means that there are things that don't move that he won't fuck. Well, I guess not even then. He could also fuck everything that doesn't move. I think the fact that something moves is is the turn on for him. <laughs> okay. For this person. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and I think I think that's what the accusation is. I guess we're saying that that he he's a guy. Who he won't will... fuck anything that doesn't move. No, I don't think that's what we're saying. <laughs> I think I think that they're just saying that, like, look. If you really want to get him going, yes, move. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 my turn on the wind. The wind. Um, uh, stock market numbers. Oh yeah. In a volatile uh, economic climate. Oh, uh, a nail being pulled out of some old driftwood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and. Um, uh, uh, an elderly uh, couple uh, moving to a smaller apartment. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad it wasn't just like a single person moving no, to no, a small no. apartment. No, Anyway, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's a sketch, Al. No? Oh, well, who are the characters? <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's the guy who says he'll... <laughs> Yeah. This person will fuck anything that moves. Right, okay, so there's that character, and then there's, I guess, anything that moves, as well, well yeah, as the other character. Yeah, well, there's the, so then there's the person who will fuck anything that moves, or su- supposedly will. Yes. You know, at the moment, this is just an allegation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and then there is, then there's anything that moves. <laughs> but then there's all the things that aren't moving, which... Right, but I mean, a lot of them were moving. Maybe they've stopped moving, and maybe they're starting to wonder why he's lost lost interest. Mm. What you know? Is it me? Yeah, I guess. I guess the. I mean, of course, the the thing is, Alistair, that we are in an expanding universe where everything is moving. Well, I was going to bring that up. There are no fixed frames of there reference. No, yeah, well, is, that we know of. That we oh, we could use this guy to identify a fixed frame of reference. <laughs> That'd be fantastic if we travel around the the, the universe yeah. with this guy, seeing what he fucks and what he doesn't. What fuck. he fucks and what he doesn't fuck. We might be able to identify a 
Newtonian reference frame for the entire universe. That would be really nice, actually. And then we could re-establish the primacy of Newtonian <laughs> mechanics <laughs> over relativism. I mean, I Jeez, think that would cop be that, nice. Einstein. Yeah, I think I think like a universal kind of anchor point. Yes, would be so nice to find out that we're we're actually like hanging on a wall or something like that to find. Well, I believe it was Archimedes who said, "Give me a lever and a firm place to stand, and I can move the world." But oh. is there such a thing as a firm place to stand? Well, well, yeah. This bloke has got a firm thing to hand to help you find the firm place to stand. But I guess I guess Archimedes was referring to somewhere off of Earth. Yes, because I mean, there's plenty of places where he could have a lever and he can have a firm place to stand, and he's technically not moving the Earth that much, right? Yes, okay, yes, that's great. what he was saying, Alistair. Well, he should have said. Not on Earth. Not on Earth. And a really big lever. I think what we're learning here is that Archimedes was an idiot. Oh, I know. He was just one of these witticism guys, who, uh, you know, who's, who's got a bit more cred than he deserved, I think. Uh, I, I call him Archie, Archie Mediocre. <sighs> um, okay, so... I'm not, I'm not truly happy with a bit until I've come up with a disappointing pun at the end so that I can <laughs> sigh and hate myself. <laughs> You know, like everything will, it's, 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 it is like the, you know, the, uh, the heat death of the universe is the pun at the end of a sketch idea. It's just that, you know, not with a bang, but with a, with a whimper. Man, if the universe ended not with a bang, but with a disappointing pun, that'd be, uh, that'd be in many ways more tragic than, um, the, uh, victory of, em- uh, of entropy over, um, the forces of light. And hope. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's something to think about. Alistair. <laughs> Stop writing. Yeah, sorry, Andy. Stop writing. I hate you. No, 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 but I actually was writing, and I wasn't just trying to break your heart. I know. Um, so, look, I think we're doing good. Uh, the thing about Harry's razors, Alistair... Yeah, what about them? ...is that <laughs> they are... Uh, well, okay, so I got... I got this 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 pack with the razor in it yeah. and the handle firstly beautiful handle to hold oh it's that it's that orange it's uh, very uh, very I, squishy but yeah. also firm i liked the te- I, I liked the uh, the 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 look of it but i was worried that maybe it was plasticky and didn't have weight mm. beautiful weight beautiful f- like good heft in your hand right and it's got this thing that i did I, i'm i'm sure other razors have it but I, I'd, I'd never seen it before. Yeah. You've got the five blades on the base, but oh, then yeah. it's got a little trimming razor on the top that you can use for doing the, the bottoms of your sideburns. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd never had that before, but that, it, that worked out really well. Also for getting up under the nose where oh, you're like is, in that region. That is the hardest part to get to. You get those little tufties under there. I'm so worried about that. that you, know, you, you get just sort of like a, the roots of a, of a Hitler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what... What they are is like, uh, you know, we have antibiotic resistance, yeah. right? You'll, you'll use antibiotics on a population of germs. Yes, I right? will. And you'll kill the vast majority, 99.99%. Mm-hmm. But those few that are left over are the ones that have survived and they have the strength to form a new generation mm. that when you next use your antibiotics are yeah. less likely to die and so on and so on and, and so forth. same thing with those same hairs. Same thing with those hairs that keep surviving. They become battle-hardened yeah. and they could become entirely resistant to shaving altogether. So you've got to make and sure then, that And you... then you'll just end up accidentally have sort of like a Hitler comb over yeah. over your plectrum or whatever this You'll have, you know, f- you know, five or ten strands that are harder than any known substance in the universe. Yeah, they could, they could hold up that 
that big weight that that was that that happened in that old Superman movie that was holding that Superman no the hair like a Superman hair. <laughs> Exactly, Alistair. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. So if you go to two in the think, uh, if you go to harrys.com forward slash think tank, yeah. right, you will get over thirteen dollars worth of value for just the cost of shipping for your first purchase. Are you kidding? Right. I'll tell you what that includes, Alistair. That yeah. includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle. I told you about this. Oh, it's that was beautiful. beautiful. It's got like right. a neo rubber kind of thing. It's these new rubbers. It's a new rubber. It's a, I think, I'm not sure. It might be a synthetic rubber of some kind, but it's... It could have a bit of silicone in there. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe even some, some germanium. It's very... Pl- yes, I, I, I imagine so. It's, it's five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. That's the one I was telling you about. Mm. And a rich lathering shave gel. All right, so I have a thing where I... I the reason I don't shave very often is very often when I shave, I wind up with pimples in the middle of my chin, Right? Yeah. Like if just for like a day, I have some little pimples there, and I I, I don't know what that's about. I find it gross. Um, I've I probably got a disease that I caught from a toilet seat, but I don't want people to think I put my chin on the toilet seat. Probably but, what it is, but it's too late. <laughs> is that I put my 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 balls grazed against the toilet seat, and then I put my balls on my chin. <laughs> I'm very flexible. It's a very relatable situation. Yes, but uh, but I after this shave with this gel. This rich, lathering shave gel didn't have that problem. No. A beautiful, beautiful smooth chin, no, no little pimples. I often and find it's just having hair on my face that causes the pimples. Really? Yeah. No, I don't have that. Or if I do, I, I don't look under the pimples. Until you under shave the and then you see them there. <laughs> and there's a travel blade cover, which I haven't used yet because, as you know, I never go anywhere. And why would you, Andy? Why when... would I when I have such a great shaver at home? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Surely the only reason people go anywhere in the first place is on a quest for, uh, I guess, precision-engineered blades. Yeah, and now that uh, they can be delivered straight to your home. Straight to your door. That's the thing. I didn't, I didn't explain this. They deliver them to you, right? So that's the whole thing. It gets mailed out to your house. You I sign mean, up. You pay a fraction of what you'd pay for the you know, leading five-blade razor in a, in a shop. I mean, I mean, just to tell you how much we care about these blades, yes. we're, we only need to talk about them for about 30 seconds, and this is we're going on the seventh <laughs> minute. <laughs> I'm happy for this to be the majority of the podcast. I mean, there are five blades. They're giving you five blades. I feel like I should talk about each blade and oh, individually. Well, they all have a different personality, don't they? They do. Yes, they each have a story. It's like your, you know, it's like your your, your great uh, group, like the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, uh, and whatever that thing is, the Magnificent Seven. That's yeah. what it's in. And the wall, and the Seven Samurai, which yeah, would be more accurate. Yeah, Seven Samurai. Right, and you get them all together. You get five blades. Five blades. If, I, if they were seven blades, we'd really be onto something. Yeah, but, I mean, they've got to have somewhere to progress to. Harrys.com forward slash think tank. Um, and, uh, yeah, sort yourself out, you know? Yeah. Have a... Have they, have they ever done, like, a Magnificent Seven type thing, but with people, like, for people in offices or something that isn't, like, you know, people who kill? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very popular trope mm. but i have uh, and you know it's a thing that you see in uh, oceans 13 oceans 11 even yeah uh you know the, the getting the gang together yeah is a really common thing common trope um and i imagine it's been done in like you know musical things where you've got to get a band together mm. and that sort of thing but office or pushing it into something more mundane yeah i think i think also 
it's 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 a I think it's a great trope to to play on for for the purposes of a sketch. You could almost do something that was a bit like uh, what's it? Too many cooks, you know that uh, Adult Swim too many cooks thing, where it's just constant introductions of uh, mm. of more and more and more. I'm not gonna lie, I still haven't seen it, and I still t- I talk <sighs> about constantly seeing it. I I would have read the synopsis if there was one. I have also. I've I've seen it and read the synopsis, Alistair. Wow. Yeah, I'm across this. But uh, but that's that's an endless introduction to a sitcom, right? Where yeah. they keep introducing more and more characters. And is it too much of that thing to have something that's like Ocean's Eleven? Mm. I mean, the thing is, Ocean's Eleven is already way too many people, right? It's so introducing many Introducing all those fucking characters. And then they did the Ocean's. Th- it, it's irritating. They just keep. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Uh, you know what the worst thing was? They, and then they introduced a character who they said, oh, she looks just like Julia Roberts, and she's played by Julia Roberts. That, anyway, that ruined everything for me. I couldn't that, go back. Yeah, absolutely it did. But I think you could um, do a sketch where you, you, they keep getting the team together, right? Mm-hmm. And it is just, it just it, that never ends. Yeah. Right. The problem is that Ocean's Eleven has already done getting so many people together that it's already it's already ridiculous. So you'd have to go well past eleven to get to the point of humour. But you could skip a few. Yeah. Right. And I like the idea that as you're getting the gang together, the gang's all with you. Right. So yeah. you're getting you've got up to like a hundred, hundred and fifteen people. So they're all with you while you go somewhere to convince the hundred and sixteenth person that you need for yeah. your team to bring whatever their their special skill mm. is to the crew. What about like it's the 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 deserts or the no the deserts eight hundred and fifty three. All right, so they're getting a gang together to to make like to cater for this big dessert conference sure right and so then it's just this it's just this dessert pastry chef maybe <laughs> who's wandering around he's like I'll you know and he's been given his brief and then we'll, we'll find a way of summarizing the whole brief mm-hmm. um Francois Francois you're um you know the big dessert conference is coming up and uh, all the leading uh, dessert r- review artists not review artists you know uh, reviewers, keep going, Al. Reviewers are, are going to be uh, are going to be here. We need to put on the best dessert. And he goes, "I know just the team to yeah. put together for this." Right. And then he goes, and, and he each... goes and gets his guy who's great with fondant, and he yeah. get, goes and gets the guy who's the little balls that you put on top of. We, uh, uh, what are they called? Pastilles or something? We Nick Mason knew the word of it. Yeah. When we had him on the podcast, the little silver balls. That's right. And then the guy who's great at caramelizing sugar. Yes, uh, the guy, and like it's just all these specialties, and you keep going to different, 
countries. Each episode is just collecting another one of these people and freeing them up so that they can come and yeah. cook for this conference and do one specific thing. And then eventually he's got this team of thousands. He's like Hadrian crossing the Alps, mm. right? He's got elephants and everything like that. And mm. he's, he, then he, he needs a whole uh, infrastructure just to keep this army fed. And they're, you know, I guess as they're traversing you know, the continent, they're also, I guess, raiding farming villages and stuff for mm-hmm. food just to keep... Farm, farm, farmer market villages. Farmer market villages, and they're, you know, they're probably um, burning a lot of uh, thatched cottages to the ground, yeah. salting the earth mm-hmm. and stuff so things will never grow. And they're just making one dessert, and it's just this tiny little mm-hmm. thing. I mean, like, they'll make, they'll make a few of them, but, you know, just the idea of seeing all these people kind of, you know look down upon this tiny plate with this thing, you know, almost like that. that Alistair, kind of... you've, you've turned this into too many cooks. Have I? Well, there are cooks, <laughs> and there are too many of them. You are correct. Yes, but... but fortunately that's not, you wouldn't know this, but they're not actually about cooks. See, that's yeah. what I like about this. That's a, that one's maybe, oh, I, I think I do know that it's about a family called the cooks. Maybe. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I, I, maybe I do know more about too many cooks. Maybe we could them. call this actually too many actual yeah. cooks. yeah. I think that would be good, and but we actually make it as well. And we actually—that's the thing. We actually make it. We actually make it. Not we like them. Well, they cowards. Just, I mean, they—you know—they—they they just made the intro song, right? But then they didn't go into the show. But what's what's too many cooks once you get to the show? And what's too many cooks when you get to the show when it's not that too many cooks, but our too many cooks—a different one. Yeah, about actual cooks. This is really chefs. Yeah. Um. Alistair. So wait, well, yeah. If they're cooks, then that's just, that's suggesting that they're they're not actually classically trained or, yes, or, or that's professionally right. trained. But my question is, why do we have so many cooks just to make broth? And how can you really spoil a broth? No. I mean, what is it? You're just boiling what just <laughs> vegetables and a chicken bones or something like that? I uh, mean, come wh- on. What if you let it sit for a long time? Because you're just you're all arguing over what to do next with the broth, and you let it get cold for about a week, and yeah, it starts right. to form mold. Some of the broths, uh, some of the chefs unionize and start demanding better conditions. And you know, a lot of, a lot of chefs have sort of you know substance abuse problems. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah. Or they're recovering. They've recovered from substance abuse problems. And they just tell you a lot about a lot of stories about the times when they did have a substance abuse problem, yeah. which in many ways is worse than having a substance abuse problem. Or maybe just one of them thought it would be nice to put sardines in the broth, and then that. Well, then it doesn't the sound like it's a problem with too many cooks. It's just this one particular cook. Well, I think that's that the got. problem with having a lot of cooks. With right. Something. Statistically speaking, Statistically, you wind up with one idiot. Yeah, one fucking idiot. Right, and so that's the when you don't have an, two and an, like when you have barely enough cooks, you're you're limiting the amount of people who are of real low quality. And well, I think then what it, what it is is it's it's poor hook uh, it's, it's poor cook hiring practices. Well, that's right. It's yeah. It's sort of it's more of a HR problem. It's an HR insufficient HR personnel mm. spoil the broth. Yeah, or you know, and then also kind of uh, there's. <laughs> You know, but once you do have, even if you have a bunch of great cooks together, and a fantastic HR department, yeah, and a fantastic HR department, you still do need to kind of create a bit of a team vibe and get right. people working together it's and get culture. to know each other. It's the kind of it's the company culture. Mm. It's the uh, a good induction and a, and a, maybe a good plan for where you're heading. Because really, a uh, a restaurant is like a good broth, right? You need all the right ingredients. You don't want to spoil that broth. That's right. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, technically, 
if there was just, say, a good recipe for the broth and you weren't just improvising it along the way, yes. uh, that would definitely also help. So sure. I think maybe lack of planning, poor HR, mm. uh, you know. And, but and so, see, for me, these problems start at the top, mm. right? And when we're blaming the cooks, yeah. right? But really, you've got you to ask yourself, you know, you've, you've, you follow the money, and who is it at the top who's created the workplace environment and... I'll tell you what it is. You've got someone at the top who's, who's insecure and who can't take feedback, right? Yeah, right. And who maybe they started the business themselves and they're used to micromanaging and being in charge of everything. Yeah. Right? And really, they need to take a step back and let the cooks do what they do best. Well, that's, that's, that's often what happens. And then there's also the fact that maybe, like, what, you know, one of the main ways you could spoil the broth is, say, forgetting to just order the salt, Mm-hmm. You know, you need you need look. You need a bro- if you want a broth, you're going to need some salt. Yes. And so it's probably also just a sourcing thing. It's a sourcing you know, and, thing. And, and again, um, but then also maybe this whole system uh, has been put in place is probably the fault of capitalism. That's the real system. Yeah. That what it is right is that capitalism incentivizes mm. you to cut costs, mm-hmm. right, and reduce staffing hours and treat people worse. Yeah. Right. In the end, in the name of Profit. Well, that's right. That's what. That's why there's not all these people kind of having a, you know a week away, getting to meet and talk about what they want to do with the broth. Right, and, and, to and, and maybe of... travel to France and do the personal and professional mm. development, and follow their passions, like the Google Google X projects, where they let somebody just have time yeah. to work on something that they care about. And you know, who, who, maybe they're not even going to make a broth. Maybe they're doing something that's related to broth or not even related to broth. But yeah. Eventually, the developments that they inspire could become something that contributes to the broth or do, or does something entirely different, changes the way we even think about food, maybe we don't even need broth anymore. Well, the thing is, is that do they even get an opportunity to study what a broth is? Yes. You know, a lot of the time you're just told make a broth, here's, here's broth. But, but philosophically uh, speaking, yeah. what is a broth? Why broth? Why broth? Yeah. You know, I mean, who's why, are, why aren't we asking these questions? And I tell you what it is, right? It's that s- children in schools mm-hmm. aren't taught to be curious, that's right. We're 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 taking the imagination on for of what child. of a child, and 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 we're we're wringing out what a broth could be out of them. It's it's the teachers, mm. right? And the teachers don't have enough time to spend with these kids to let them be themselves, right? It's insufficient teachers. Yep. Spoil the broth. Yeah. But also, I blame the parents. Well, I mean, they're not. They 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 can't get off the hook because everyone puts the pressure on the teachers. Mm-hmm. But really, this starts in the home. But also, the parents are just enacting what happened the generation before, right? That's right. They're, they're the... repeating the mistakes of their parents' generation. That's right. And they're, and they're too proud uh, to sort of to say, well, you know, exactly. uh, my parents made a mistake and therefore I've m- maybe turned out not perfect, mm. you know? And, uh, and so I would... I I'd guess the could... problem is in us. Is, is within us. But is then within. are we responsible for that? And is it maybe the fault of sort of the natural processes of evolution... Well, we like to think that we have free will, mm. right? But the fact is we're just a series of chemical reactions taking place according to established chemical and physical, you know, yeah. parameters. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is no mind. There is just, I was about to say you that. know, a... Yeah, exactly. There's just electrical impulses floating in a hormonal mm. soup yeah, or that's broth, right. if you will, right? And you've got to think, you know, it's just, it's just the laws of the universe, ultimately, that define how we behave, right? And... I don't think we get to choose. Yeah. 
right? And I think probably it's in that way inevitable that the broth was always going to be spoiled. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with that. That and and the broth is probably fine. I, mean, it's just... I think I think I think that's it. We have too high a standard for broth, yeah. and everyone's a critic these days. Yeah, who's right? judging broth? Yelp. Yeah. Everybody thinks that we care what they think about the broth. If you don't like the broth, I'll tell you what, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right? And get something else in your life. Yeah. Maybe a hobby. Maybe a hobby. Maybe cooking. Who gives a shit? It's just broth. It's just broth. But if you do think that it's bad, it was the universe that did it. Yes. Yeah. If so. indeed, you know, we are in a universe and not in a simulation. Right? Which, I mean, we don't know. And if we are in a simulation, then the people who designed the simulation, they mm. spoiled the broth. Yeah, and probably because they had too many people working on the simulation. Yeah, they just had a few more, a few less people and a bit more time to work on it. Maybe they would have made a better simulation. Yeah, so then it's the origins of their universe that spoiled the broth in our universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's good to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, I think so. All and so, and, and also just to let the, the, the cooks off the, off the, <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> They've been copping a lot of heat. I mean, that has been, I mean, it's, it's, that has been a, just a burden they've been carrying on their back, possibly like a giant bowl of broth. Yes. Sort of like Atlas, <laughs> but a bowl of broth. Atlas, who, uh, who supported the, the broth of the universe on his mighty shoulders. And... I mean, if you think it's bad to carry the weight of the world, at least the world's not boiling hot. Mm, that's right. It Except could be a lot worse. On yeah. the inside, though, it is. Right. But so, I guess he doesn't feel that because he's got that nice crust. The crust. Right? But the bowl, bowls definitely transfer heat more than crust. They do. Maybe if it was a bread bowl. Like a... <laughs> you know, like, like when you hollow out a loaf? Yeah. And you put the soup in there? And, and that, you think, is more likely to protect... The, the cooks from hot well, liquid? Yeah, we've established. Sure. Oh, yeah, I see now why, because it's about the word crust. <laughs> yes, Alistair. I mean, I suppose, but what if it was like roughly sort of 26 kilometers of earth? Yeah, that would work that too. That would also. Imagine if we got to the, because we don't really know what's in the center of the earth. Imagine mm. if we got down there, nougat. No, oh, that'd be so good. I mean, it'd ruin the nougat industry. It would. <laughs> And that's what I'm worried about. Imagine if we found that the most abundant substance in the earth was nougat. It's I mean, the, see the problem for me with that is that yeah. nougat is one of the worst foodstuffs. Oh, it's I'm, one of the worst sweets. It's I mean, look, I think nougat on its own, mm. right? And I don't want to offend anybody in Europe who's currently making nougat, who listens to podcasts while they make nougat or whatever. They're mm. you know they're slicing up their pistachios and they're. All, Uncooked um, almonds or whatever, and then just making this sort of dense, uh, dense chewy. sort of chewy, sticky mass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, and, I, and and I do want to insult the whole, but I do want to insult the, the the whole nougat industry by saying the best nougat that I've ever eaten in my life yes. is in a Mars bar. Really? Yeah. Is that nougat in the Mars bar? There's some nougat in the uh, Mars bar. Yeah, I maybe believe- I, maybe I love nougat. Well, I mean, it's not all nougat. Oh. Maybe I love caramel. I mean, you could love outer outer chocolate coating. Or maybe you, what you love is, is you know... Uh, yeah, no, the you rapper. said caramel. You might like the wrapper. You might like one, one in six, one in six <laughs> Mars bars win a, win a prize. Instant giveaways. Yeah. So, so, you know. What would be great was if you didn't like Mars bars, right? Then every time you bought a Mars bar, 
you'd have a five in six chance of not winning another Mars bar. You increase your odds of getting what you want, which is <laughs> not another Mars bar. If if you preferred, if you considered not winning to be uh, a prize, then in that way you win. I mean, so much of the time, the lottery. The odds are hugely in your favour, mm. just astronomical. Absolutely. Yeah. If you value sort of learning a lesson. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest gift of all, really. Yeah. The greatest is, lottery prize. Is knowledge. Is knowledge, absolutely. Because that, I mean, obviously money you can't take with you. Mm. And obviously knowledge you also can't take with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they never say that, though, do they? <laughs> no. But... That knowledge can keep you pretty smug up and pretty much up until the point of death, <laughs> I assume. Yeah. yeah. Although, although, really, like, when you die, there may, it, it, there's a chance that there's a moment as your mental functions are switching off when you realise that there is no afterlife, in mm. which case the knowledge, you can take it with you even less than uh, money. Because money doesn't stop existing when you die, right? You have your money right up until the point at which you, uh, you, you die. Sure. But your knowledge, you probably lose just before. Yeah, but, but here's, here's what I think, though, is that you can use your knowledge up until a much later point before you're dead. Yes. You know, then you can your money. So... Were you sure? Oh, well, I guess well, if you lose power of attorney. Yeah, and I guess if you lose power of attorney, but also maybe like your physical functions, your ability to focus, mm. things like that. So, so you'll you, you would have to sort of maybe activate like one click pur- purchases on Amazon <laughs> or something like that in order to. If that's all you can do, imagine if you you're in a locked in syndrome. All you can do is blink, right? That's one click purchase. That's a one click purchase, right? You can still shop, and that is a fantastic, you know. Achievement. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you're. I guess you can't really choose what you, you can't choose. You shop for, but you can still shop. I guess if you can blink, then potentially then you, can, you can communicate with mm. people, and maybe I don't know whether they can. You can hear them, or whether they have to like sort of communicate you with little shocks or something like that. Mm. I, you know, it depends on whether you're a deaf uh, person with locked locked in syndrome. But if, let's say you are, so that this idea can work. Yes. <laughs> um, let's say you are. Let's say you are. Uh, then people would have to like learn to f- develop a communication system with you, like uh, you blink once for yes and you blink twice for no, mm-hmm. or, or and, and then uh, maybe they could like shock you, you once for new sneakers and shock you twice for sort of like a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> if you could get both both things that presumably are really just a slap in the face for someone with locked-in syndrome. I know, but I think if you were if you were wearing a, a, you know a new pair of kicks as you're going out there, uh, you know, looking looking crispy as fuck mm. like that. Oh yeah, crispy. Yeah. Is that a word that people use? Well, I think I heard somebody use it. And yeah, great. Yeah, but I don't think it belongs to my culture. It's more a thing for the the nougat industry. The nougat. I think that idea. Um, that that they discover that the center of the earth, like you know, that there, there's still mm. some. Dr- I th- I'm not sure if they've abandoned it, but there there has. I think it was a Russian drill mm. that's gone about 23 or 24 kilometers into into the gr- earth. Whoa! It is the deepest I think that we've ever gone. Yeah, right. Um, so I think when we get down there, we find that it's nougat. Find that it's nougat. 
right? Well, and, but obviously then, but the then, nougat industry is going to be... Well, it's, it's on a TV, and then it kind of pans out, and it's from the point... And you see this from the point <laughs> well, of view of, a, of a, like a, 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 a small business nougat maker. Yeah. Who, who's just finding out this information and realizing, you know, that this is going to probably ruin their livelihood. That's it, guys. We had a good run. <laughs> but I think also... I mean, it, it, the other way it could go, of course, is that maybe we've known this for a long time, but as soon as anybody gets close to confirming it, mm. big nougat comes in, shuts them down, like they do with electric cars or, you know, uh, vacuum energy or something like that. Yeah, that's see, the that's oil companies yeah. and that sort of thing. That I think that would be fun. But then what, what do they do? I guess, I guess that's something that we reveal that that has been happening for a long time. Mm. But then what would they do once it's just hit the mass media, you know, like how do they then? Well, they, they might tr- they a, might try and do some kind of group er- mm, uh, memory erase thing or something like that, <laughs> putting something into the water. Yeah, or or sort of a, uh, I mean, look, that's maybe. Do you think they put nougat into the water? Maybe nougat. <laughs> do you think that'll if people sort of start to opening their taps and sort of nougat comes out? Do you think that would make them believe less that there's the center of the earth is made of nougat mm. or more? Do you think maybe they would release some sort of virus that just wipes out all of humanity and we start again? Mm. Right? Yeah. Because... Oh, the old God method. Yeah, the old God method. We start off with a few, just a few straggling survivors mm. and they are able to rebuild because eventually they'll discover how to make nougat and the nougat industry will continue but it will still be another many thousands of years before they're able to discover that you can get free nougat from drilling down into the earth i mean and the important thing is that nougat is continues to be made by artisans yeah i I mean what if we found out that this is not the first time that this has happened and that uh every time and that actually every time you have people discover it uh, what happens is that we all actually all come from a long line of nougat makers. Because every time that people discover that this has happened, then they just send, you know, a big portion of the nougat industry yes. uh, into sort of a bunker somewhere where they'll be safe <laughs> from the from the disease. They wipe out the rest yes. of the earth, and then they start uh, they start again. You know, maybe they stay in there for fifty years or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they come out and they start again, sort of, and they build from the nougat up. Yeah, like that. and then they're they're just uh, they're then it's it's a new guy industry, but then they have to build other industries, obviously, to support the new guy industry. <laughs> yes, and then they for people after a few enough generations, people forget that it was connected to the new guy industry at all. But I guess there'd still be a line that passes the secret down. Yeah, right? there'd be a secret house of you know, or like an, an Illuminati. Well, people. I guess it's it, it would be the people who c- continue to work within the new guy industry, right? Yeah. They all know. Yeah, not you know, obviously you don't completely abandon the new guy industry, mm. but then also, what if we're finding out that that maybe the new guy industry isn't even making the new guy at all? They're just mining it. Would that? Oh wow! Yeah, because I, I mean, mean, why if they were aware that the center of the earth was made of new guy, why would they? continue to make it from scratch. I guess it's just that it's so well, expensive to get out from the... Yeah, I mean, why do the oil companies continue to extract oil when they know that we can get all the energy we need from uh, the sun, Alistair? I suppose there's probably something to do with, uh, you know, the ease of which you can get that out of the earth and and then the fact that a lot of their industry is tied up in making money that oh, way. Yeah, and that right. They probably don't have that many solar panels. You're right, it's a lot of that, a lot of that in there. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, is this? Have we written this down? Is this an uh, idea? Yeah. Great. Hey, I think we might have done it, Alistair. Yeah, no, we have. We We've have. done it. We've done it. Um, so I'm going to take us through uh, all the sketch ideas. We've got... Um, uh, we're calling it Snorlax, but this is the sleep defense, and so it's a, it's a, I guess it's a drug, or you know, it, it's a mixture of a sort of, it's, 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 it's a series of products. Uh, some of them are, are drugs like the Snorlax, which allows you to fall asleep uh, so that you can shit yourself, so that you don't have to live through the shitting in yourself, and 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 basically a whole bunch of products that allow you to go to sleep when something bad happens mm. to you, so you don't have to live through it. Form a memory of it. Much in the way that. Uh, you know, the best way to uh, die is in your sleep. Peacefully in and your sleep. And therefore, the best way to do all bad things is peacefully in your sleep. Yes, uh, correct. And it's a, it's a good series of products. I think it's probably going to be bigger than Apple eventually. Mostly, it's just sort of a lot of things that go in your ear and then zap you to sleep uh, as soon as it's sort of something like the, the sound of violence and different things going to happen. Mm. Maybe if yeah. you're about to watch a bad movie or something like that. Yeah, maybe even... If you're having a nightmare, oh, it puts yes. you sort of into a, a deeper level of sleep, so that you or don't to have to sleep see the... in the nightmare. Oh wow, yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, then we've good. then we've got a, a pill that makes you feel busy. Yes, and that's uh, that's both good for losing weight because that's when you don't eat, uh, you know. But also, it's good for when you know when the robot revolution comes. But also, just for when you're unemployed. Yeah, you know, and and. You can you can you can sit you could be sitting totally motionless, right? Staring at a blank wall, and just feel busy. Imagine that. Oh, I think that's great because uh, you know, and that's often where you get a lot of life satisfaction from because you feel like you're doing stuff. Do you think though that like there would be, because because whenever you have a drug like this, mm. people start to use it recreationally, yeah. right? And they'll refine it and they'll process it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, I, I guess. You know, if you take too intense a hit of this busy pill, um, maybe you feel like God or something like that. Like you feel omnipotent. omnipotent. You feel like you're doing all things, everything at once. Now, or you feel totally overwhelmed. I think overwhelmed (laughs) would be. (laughs) I think it's like an overdose, but it's an overwhelm. I I think that that's actually the feeling you get when you take too much of any drug. (laughs) Is you start feeling quite overwhelmed. Or asleep, or dead, but from my in my experience, overwhelmed is the feeling that I get from uh, taking any kind of drug. And well, there you but, go. But I do like that. I mean, that's that's the that's the extreme that we would have to explore. Yes, I feel like I'm like I am do. doing everything at the moment, mm. and I guess that would kind of make you feel like you're responsible for the running of the world. Well, yeah. you must be. I if mean, you're if doing you everything. It. Yeah, but if you just feel like you are. I mean, technically, you are just sitting there. Do you think God ever feels overwhelmed? He's got a lot on. Yeah. Look I guess, what, do you reckon he uses Google Calendar? I, I assume that he's, mm. he's, he's just kind of got a, like a good brain built for that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah he's got a tidy mind. Um, look, then we've got the, the guy who will fuck anything that moves. <laughs> And uh, we use it to find a fixed point in the universe. And he's used to find a static point in the universe so that we can bring back the primacy of Newtonian physics. I love it. Um, yeah. And then there's also the uh, the philosophy of where some diseases and stuff comes from, and that's about how you've offended your wizard. Yes. Um, <laughs> then we also have uh, 
do too many cooks spoil the broth? Well, I'm sorry, but no, it's actually, I mean, in the end, it's either the, the, the universe or... The, the aliens who created the, the simulation yeah. that the universe is but in. But you really have to kind of listen through, you know, if, you, if you're just listening to the last, to, to the, the sketch list at the end, you're really not going to just get uh, what, what was in that journey there. You've really got to sit through it. You've got to sit through it. You've got to endure it. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the uh, center of the earth is made of nougat, from, and, and that that revelation has come from the point of view of the nougat maker. We find that out, you know, what it's, how that affects them, and then also, you know, about big nougat and... Uh, yeah, I think I think that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be big. Mm. There's a few there's a few uh, sci-fi kind of ideas here. Yeah, very sci-fi. Uh, yeah, um, and then there's the uh, the concept of uh, not being able to take money with you, but that also you can't uh, take memories with you. But that uh, you know, but but probably the memories and knowledge you can take closer to death than you can take money, unless. You set up a one-click system on, on Amazon. <laughs> that's that's all pretty weird. That one is that the last one that we came up with? Yeah. Oh well, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy with that. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I say this every time, but we really do appreciate it. Yeah. We really do. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very much to everybody who's listening. People are still getting in contact to say that they've listened to the entirety of the 100 Sketch episode, and we are so uh, grateful. And grateful. We feel, we feel truly blessed. And it is true madness that anyone has listened to it. We're blessed. 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 I did not believe in being blessed until this happened. I believed in blessings until mm. you guys listened to an 11-hour podcast. Yeah, I, know what it, I know what it feels like to be... Uh, uh, baby in the hands of the Pope. Yep. And uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter. Twitter. We're uh, two in tank. Yeah, and I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And if you can uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, it helps us a lot. And makes, uh, us feel good. makes us feel very good, but it also helps other people to see the podcast. Yeah, as and well. it's and it's been really nice seeing whole, you know new people following us and and. You know, rating it and everything like that. That's and getting wonderful. in touch. Getting in touch on Twitter. You guys can get in touch. Yes. And Facebook or whatever. You yeah. know, get in touch. We love it. We do. We actually do really enjoy it. We both control the thing and the Twitter. Yes, thing. and we both have a we have a good response rate. We're, we're pretty good at the moment. Your your contact is important to us. Yeah. And we will endeavour to get back to you as soon as possible. And there's the Patreon as well, which is happening. And thank you to everybody who's put onto that. And you guys can do that at patreon.com slash If it's tank. within your means, chuck us a couple of bucks on the Patreon. Thank you. Chuck us a if couple it's not bucks. within your means, that's totally fine. And we respect that. And we definitely understand. No, thank absolutely. you all the same. Oh, if, but if you could tell a friend about the podcast. Yeah, I'll do it. Or just like download it onto all your parents' phones. Everybody. That is right. We, much as we love listeners, more than that, we love listening figures. Yeah. Which, uh, no, but we also do love listeners. We force love them listeners. to listen to it. And if you run like a prison or something like that, um, and you Put can it over play those speakers, the loudspeaker, I think that would be cool to have a good, you know, like, yeah. there's a gr- big prison population in the world. And I think that would be kind of, I think those people often don't get as many podcasts as mm. I think they could be getting. Mm. Um, you know, and it might change the direction of their lives. And I think five sketch ideas is probably what they need. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they have the time to kind of go out and create sketch ideas. So if you're in a prison and you're kind of thinking about running maybe like a, like a sketch show, um, anyway, feel free to use them. 
some of the ideas. Also, Andy, what sketch idea do you think uh, ants would like? Uh, well, nougat, obviously. I think if they found out that the centre of the earth was entirely nougat for, from an ant's point of view, yeah. that would be big. That would be probably the biggest news in the ant world ever, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And it might lead us to believe that really this planet is meant for the ants. I mean, of the there's, there's no evidence to the contrary, even as now. The fact that we're making nougat, which is something that they love, mm. makes it seem like we're making... We're working for we're them. We're working for them, yeah. yeah. Well, Alistair, do you have any other opinions? Um, I, think, I think ants would quite like the thing about uh, you can't take your money with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. They're very, they're very philosophical. Because they can't take money with them anywhere. Yes, even though they're very strong. They're very strong, but they just they can't even carry it. They can't carry a coin. So and why would think, they? I think they would, they would be able to relate to that. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot, everybody. We've gone on for a long time. And uh, well, you know that's what we're going to do because we, we love, love you. you. Can I get the fucking <laughs> cursor to go to the stop button? This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.